Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. His practice is Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection to ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or a comment, you are welcome to call in. The number is 425-373-5527. Or of course, you are always welcome to go to KuiperCounseling.com. Greg is happy to connect with new people and answer questions. Hello, Greg. Hello, Stacy. How are you? I am doing very well, thank you. Good. So... Uh, last week there was so much information, neural pathways and yeah, it was a lot, it was a lot, but it was very, very interesting. And my favorite part personally was, uh, when you talked about how to deal with things and, um, having a healthy response instead of regret, recovery and repair. Yeah. Yeah. That really stuck with me. Yeah. Well, we have. When, when we feel these sensations or things, these experiences in our body, if we can name them right away and get them into our brain, into our prefrontal cortex, right, we can decide what to do with them then. What is this? Ooh, I don't like this. I'm going to do this, whatever, rather than react. And then, of course, when we react, there's always the, generally, there's the recovery, repair, <laughs> I got to fix this now, what did I do? And, or not. Right. It's like panic. Retreat, retreat. Yeah, right. Right. Well, you know, we've been looking at expanding our awareness, right? That's what that's what the last few shows have been about. It's what's going on within us during our daily goings-on, right? Mentally, emotionally, and physically. And last week, we got into why having this awareness is so important, right? If we got to do this, what? why are we doing this? And it's not just... Something else we have to focus on amid the myriad of other things in our functioning every day. I know personally that maintaining this awareness is the key to managing all these other inputs with little to no stress or anxiety, little as possible. And actually being able to find enjoyment and peace in these experiences you're having and, and helping the people you are interacting with to experience the same. So the, one of the reasons we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, having this awareness and having it be so valuable is that the experiences we are having in our mind at any moment direct the forming of these neural pathways among these trillions of neuronal synapses zapping in our brain every day, second that, that you were just talking about. And these experiences are the thoughts and emotions arising from sensations in our body, right? So when these experiences are in our awareness, we then name them, and that essentially moves them to the prefrontal cortex where we give them meaning. This allows us to make choices, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, and, and respond reasonably rather than becoming lost in this experience. You know, participating, we talked about last week, those movies in our head that, that just kind of lead us down the rabbit hole of anxiety mm-hmm. and despair. So this awareness 
in this instance, and for this reason, allows us the emotional regulation and impulse control. Very important. We must have to avoid ooh, reacting. Instead, we act in a balanced manner with reason and regulated emotions. Yep. It reminds me of um, I when I arrived at my lake house this weekend, there was um, like a, a rut in the road that had been a worn path, right? Well-worn, it's what everybody was doing. It's not the path that made sense to me, so I took a different path. But it's sort of like what you're talking about. Uh, all of these past experiences create a well-worn path, mm-hmm. and we need to create new paths that maybe make more sense for where we are. That's it, because these old paths are embedded, right? It's our autopilot that we've talked about so much, it's just unconscious functioning. Um, and if we don't monitor that and be aware of it, um, we don't notice when it's <laughs> no longer helpful. And we'll just keep doing it. Another reason we talked about in finding and maintaining this awareness has to do with our physical health. I mentioned that last week, too. Endless studies and research have shown that the connection between anxiety, stress, other unregulated emotions, in the causation and maintenance of physical ailments and conditions. Emotional trauma and stress over a period of time can be responsible and certainly a contributing factor to autoimmune diseases of all types. It's been proven over and over. Wow. As well as issues with blood pressure, right? Headaches, gastrointestinal functioning. All of these physical conditions can be exacerbated by stress and anxiety. So there's much evidence to the benefits of Mindful awareness, this daily awareness we're talking about, using these practices in helping us curtail, control, heal these conditions. So, if you remember right, a couple of weeks ago I introduced a brief exercise, right? The 478 exercise mm-hmm. uh, that we use during the course of the day, our daily activities to help us learn about finding this awareness on a more regular basis, keeping it in kind of the, the back of our mind close to what's going on. And we practice this in, in the podcast titled The 478 Breath. Um, and in brief review, it starts with finding a quiet place for just a few minutes. We close our eyes, the situation allows, and we take two 478 breaths. We then do what is called a body scan. And after the scan, we simply turn our attention to whatever we are experiencing inside, and we put a name to it, allowing ourselves to sit with whatever it is we are experiencing for a minute, just just be with it. I then said, let's take another four, seven, eight breath and in this moment. So I'm going to post a, a recording of a guided practice of this on my website, and I'll keep you posted as to when that happens, oh, when, that. when my technological creative spark can happen on that. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) But first, before I do it, I'm going to add a couple of additional steps to this practice. So a couple of additional things to do during this awareness practice. And I believe that, you know, they're really insightful and important as we grow in our awareness. 
So the first one is after we check in with what we are experiencing in the moment, right before we end with the breathe out exercise, I want us, <clears throat> excuse me, to take a deep breath and breathing in something you are grateful for. And just say it in your head as you do. I am so thankful for my life, my family, whatever it is in that moment you were thankful for. And take another breath as you hang with that gratitude for just a second, letting it permeate your being. And then exhale. And then, you can do this with me right now, folks, if you wish. Close your eyes if you can. I ask that you put your right hand on your heart. And as you breathe in, say out loud or in your head, I love you. Sit with that for a moment. Feel it. Let it be present. Afterwards, then we'll move to the closing four, seven, eight breaths. So we'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute. But, you know, we haven't. What did, what did you get there? Well, what what's sad is that how awkward it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's it's it's something that we should all absolutely be doing. And yet, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, truth be told, and yet I had that thought and then I was like, nope, put that aside for a second and just yeah, say it. And there was a, definitely a, then a shift in energy. Yeah. So this, what is this? This is self-compassion, right? It's all it is. Why in the world is self-compassion awkward to us? Isn't it? It just, it's oh, the it was, way that we've evolved, right? In our thinking and our awareness and self-compassion is needed so much in all our lives. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. But that, yeah. that, that, that's typical of the reaction I get when I ask people. Wow, that's weird. Awkward. Right. I feel so <laughs> dumb. Yeah. But is that what I feel? Yeah. yeah. And if you can just get past that awkwardness for a second and just let it be there, it can be a deeply emotional moment. Yeah, I do. Damn it. I do. Mm-hmm. So we haven't talked much about awareness in the context of our spirituality. And what is that for you, right? I mean, what's your spirituality? I'm not talking about religion or religious beliefs, although, you know, that's certainly a part of someone's spirituality. Right. I mean, that always feels like part of, you know, I I agree. Like, faith, spirituality, and religion are often bandied about as if they're the same thing, and I think they're vastly different. Yeah. So, I mean, I I know that there is uh, something bigger than me out there and that um, the gifts that I have, I think, are um, a perfect mix of nature, nurture, and like divine gifts. Wow, that's great. But I need awareness for you. Yeah, yeah it doesn't go much further than that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite a ways. 
So what I'm talking about with the spirituality is that what you're talking about, too, is that inner experience of meaning and purpose. Deep inside each of us is our true self, right? Our inner spirit. We've talked about this. Our soul, our consciousness, whatever you like to call it, whatever it's a label you put on it, it's all the same. It's just that inner part of us. And connecting with this true self is a magical moment, right, of bliss and peace. It just is. It's, it's knowing that all is well. No matter what else is going on, all is well. You know this moment of connection, I hope. Um, uh, maybe you've experienced it in that magical passage of music that so affects you, right, when you sink into it. Or that moment in nature, that special moment in nature with the sun or the trees, the mountains, the oceans, whatever, it's just there. We find it when we are in the flow of activities we are doing, right? We find it in creative moments or spiritual and religious experiences. I can only describe it as a deep connection. And I believe this experience to be one of connection with our inner spirit, that true self, and whatever you believe to be all that is. God, the universe, the Holy Spirit, whatever it is for you. That connection between our inner spirit and that is is the connection I'm talking about. And this connection is always there. Think about it for eternity. It's just there mm-hmm. because it is. And it's there for us to tap into at any moment. We don't have to wait around for moments of creative illumination or a wonderful experience in nature or music. All we need is the awareness of our inner true self. Because if that connection is always there and we're aware of our inner true self, there's the connection. It's there for us to experience. Many of us have lost track of our inner self somewhere along the line. We came into physical existence with our inner child, right, that was open to all experience, ready to learn the lessons of life. As we moved through our lives, we encountered moments that strengthened our resolve and moved us upward in our expansion of consciousness. And we experienced moments that set us back in this journey, impeded, maybe blocked its progress entirely. All of this became part of our personality and the unconscious autopilot that we've talked about it so much, right? It's just there. And it's happening. Don't you think that the stuff... The stuff that um, maybe impeded or blocked our progress, um, we allow it to have far more weight than the things that have strengthened our resolve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It just, it's, it's just, just a comment. It, I noticed no, that. No, 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 no. It, 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 I'm, I'm thinking about what I was about to say. Sometimes you just read my mind. Oh, look at that. Anyway, it's, it's, 
for many of us, our world today around us provides us with more of these, what do you want to call them, negative experiences than positive ones, right? Or at least it seems that way to us, and we interpret mm-hmm. it that way, and then we take it in. And Engaging our inner self in vulnerability gets taken away from us by many of these experiences, right? Engaging that inner self with vulnerability, and it just, we hide from that. We build a wall. So we find protection in forming coping skills, right, defense mechanisms, which we then incorporate into our autopilot functioning, keeping our inner self shielded from being hurt and betrayed. We're not going to let that happen again. We got the wall. So I believe through this daily awareness practice, we can start tearing down these walls we built to kind of hide our inner self, protect it. I can hear Ronald Reagan saying, tear down that wall, Mr. Gorbachev. (laughs) (laughs) So tear down that wall, Stacey. Yeah. Okay. We can bring into our consciousness the automatic responses and reactions we are using to keep the walls in place, right? If we can bring it into awareness. And then we can reconnect with our inner self who's been behind the wall just kind of waiting patiently. And remember, connecting with our inner self is the gateway to our spirituality and that connection with all that is. So, These damn walls are extremely thick and tall and made of the strongest alloys known to exist. Shame and fear and anger. So how do we breach these walls? Any ideas? Uh, (laughs) No, that's why I listen every week. (laughs) I I (laughs) I got her on the spot. I did it. (laughs) No, I I mean, I think it's like those layers, right? Um, And peeling back the layers and going back to these these childhood pieces. It is. And I think if we wanted to put it in one word, it would be self-compassion. I love you. Two words, actually. That that didn't come easily. Three words, technically. (laughs) But, 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 but another part of this is not just self-compassion, but compassion. They go hand in hand, right? So shame needs you to believe that you're alone. That's how it exists. The antidote to shame is empathy. Brene Brown, I love her, tells us that If we reach out and share our shame experience with someone who responds with empathy, shame dissipates. Empathy is a hostile environment for shame. And she goes on to talk about how shame is a social emotion. It happens between people and it heals between people. Yeah. And so that's that empathy piece, right? That's the compassion piece, allowing someone else to show us compassion helps strengthen our own self-compassion. But, you know, dealing with this wall built of shame is, is 
it's kind of a personal experience, right? We don't we don't go around broadcasting this. One, you know, it's it's coupled with fear and embarrassment. So how how can we reach out to others for this compassion, for this empathy, right? When I don't want anybody to know about this. I think it starts with self-compassion. I think I'm a, um, a unicorn. Okay. It definitely starts with self-compassion. Um, I find that I'm a unicorn. However, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did this, and it was horrific, and, like, bring it right into the room. Um, but I tell it to make myself the butt of the joke. I don't necessarily tell it with self-compassion. Mm, yep. Mm. I know. I should see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I might know one. It oh, starts thanks. with self-compassion, right? We, so we need to be kind to ourselves before we can share this narrative we have with somebody else. According to, <clears throat> excuse me again, according to self-compassion researcher Kristen Neff, self-compassion has three elements. Self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. So, so self-kindness. Self-compassion entails being warm and understanding toward ourselves when we suffer, fail, or feel inadequate. Rather than ignoring our pain or beating ourselves up with self-criticism, we need to be kind and gentle with ourselves when we're confronted with painful experiences. Self-compassion involves recognizing that suffering and personal inadequacy is part of the shared human experience. We're all in the same boat. I mean, this, this isn't just unique to you. We all experience this. And when we are mindful, we are non-judgmental. We cannot ignore our pain and feel compassion for it at the same time. Impossible. Not beating ourselves up, knowing that we're all in the same boat, and not ignoring our pain are all going to start to bring these walls down. We must have awareness when we begin to flagellate ourselves, right? Feeling alone and ignoring the pain so that we can make the choices to experience the opposite. As we find this awareness, we can find confidence to share our stories and allow the compassion of others to help strengthen our self-compassion. Reconnecting with our inner true self and our spiritual connection with all that is requires breaking down the wall of shame. And this is accomplished with self-compassion and compassion. And we find both of these through our awareness practices. So now we've got three reasons to foster this daily awareness we've been talking about. Lifting us out of the immediacy of an experience so that we can respond to it effectively, right? Not react. Mm -hmm. Healing physically and maintaining our physical health. And finding our spiritual connection with ourselves and all that is. So there we go. Well, 
So that's why we want to practice this little ritual and daily as many times as we can and just try to, over time, allow this awareness to just seep in and be ever-present. It's very possible to do. It's fascinating to me how it makes so much sense in theory as you say it. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's what I need to do. And I have still been being good about it in the mornings and in the evenings. And actually, I practice it when I wake up in the middle of the night because, hello, welcome to being a 51-year-old woman. Um, <laughs> I'm awake multiple times and I practice it as a way of scanning my body and falling back to sleep. I read an article Good about idea. how people in the military had mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. because you have to be able to sleep anywhere. So it's about being mindful. Anyway, um, so I'm really good at it then, but in the midst of my day, I still am working on that one. Yeah. If so. we can just find those moments one or, once or twice to, to do this little practice, you know, this few-minute practice, this will help us establish it more as a pattern. And, and then it just be, kind of becomes there, and we don't have to think about it as much. You know, the awareness of when we are beating ourselves up. Right. The awareness Makes of, sense. of when we are reacting, giving ourselves that response flexibility time, that little gap between emotion and action. Yep. Yeah. You can't have emotional knee-jerk response. It's not healthy. No. Okay. Well, um, of course, we're out of time just when things get really good. Um <laughs> That's just the way it goes. If you, again, if you want to connect with Greg, feel free to go to KuiperCounseling.com. You can also follow him on Facebook or Instagram, Kuiper Counseling. And uh, he's got lots of awesome information to share. And he's he's brilliant, really. Um, <laughs> I'm biased, but still. Uh, Greg, final words? Everyone, just be aware out there. See you next week.